Welcome to Golden Topics, which are personal discussions with a variety of professionals on critically important elder issues. Hi, my name is Mirit Hoffman. I'm a mother of three, a gerontologist, and an attorney specializing in elder law. My focus is helping senior citizens to stay in control when they reach significant junctions in their lives. I am a member of STEP, which is a global society of trust and estate practitioners. I lecture on estate planning and I write on various sites about the relationship between children and their elderly parents and the daily needs of the intergenerational family. These podcasts are personal discussions with a variety of professionals and are intended for anyone who is interested in being enriched with knowledgeable information regarding significant crossroads for seniors. Let's get started. I hope you enjoy it. And today we're talking to Esther Garfinkel, who has a MA degree in speech language pathology from NYU. And we're going to be talking about speech therapy for the elderly population. So first of all, thank you very, very much for coming online and discussing this with me. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself, Esther? Um, hi, my name is Esther Garfinkel. Uh, I live in Bichemish. I've been working as a speech therapist, speech language pathologist for close to 30 years uh, with a very wide range of clients from a uh, rehabilitation, preschool, daycare, uh, in a hospital setting and clinical setting. Um, and most recently, I'm back to my, my love uh, <laughs> of working with the elderly. Uh, at Melabev, which uh, is an organization that that gives services to to clients with dementia in the community, there are a number of day centers where people can come in. Um, you know, for a morning, for afternoon. Uh, I work in the Beit Shemesh office, but there's also a, a number in Yerushalayim uh, in, in different languages, and in Beit Shemesh as well. We have Hebrew speakers, English speakers, uh, French, Spanish. Uh, Russian, um, and it's just the it's an amazing place to work. Uh, so I'm I'm really really fortunate to be able to love to go to work every day. That is very lucky. That is very beautiful. <laughs> be able to love to go to work every day. That's actually not work if you love it, right? Exactly. So, okay. So let's start. Let's discuss. Can you give us sort of an inkling of what are the issues that can arise? Um, speech-wise or communication-wise with the elderly? So, um, in, in the normally aging elderly population, um, there can be a number of, of different things that, that come up. Uh, communication can be impaired by, by hearing loss, um, by poor dental hygiene and poor fitting teeth. Um, and and in general, just not having the opportunity to to speak with as many people um, as they used to be, uh, especially during COVID, there was a big big increase um, in depression amongst the elderly, and and the, and a regression in communication skills because they just the isolation was so hard they just didn't have uh, with whom to speak on a regular basis, which made it very difficult. Um, 
in the elderly population, I work specifically with clients with dementia, um, but also many, many other uh, other issues can affect uh, speech and communication um, and swallowing, which I also uh, deal a lot with um, with difficulty swallowing. Um, anything from Parkinson's, from strokes, uh, really anything uh, can arise, and you know the therapy is is it, it's not you know, we call it speech therapy, but it's more like working on communication and cognitive skills uh, depending on the client's level um, and where you know where they're at, and that will kind of guide the the therapy. Like uh, you know someone who is normally aging and maybe the muscles get a little weak so they have difficulty some dysarthria some difficulty um you know speaking or swallowing is very different than someone who has parkinson's or als or had a stroke um, which is also very different from dementia patients um and so it really really depends what uh what's going on at the time and that's where we would focus the, the therapy Okay, so so what can be done, and how does speech therapy help here? Okay, so <laughs> speech therapy, um, in general, language and cognitive therapy is is very useful in number one, uh, keeping up the skills that that the uh, that the elderly person already has. Um, it's like use it or lose it. If you're if you don't practice speaking and communicating, um, then it just becomes more and more difficult. Um, we also uh, at Nalabev have a service where we go into the homes of people who for various reasons are not able to come to the center. And we we focus the therapy around around things that that will help them be the most communicative, um, whether it's you know, word games, Wordle is a big one, <laughs> um, or crossword puzzles, word searches, or sometimes it's art, which uses a totally different side of the brain than language. And um, it's really great for self-expression. Um, and then we can talk about it. What, what, were they, what were they painting? What were they drawing? Even people who say, oh, no, I'm not artistic. Once you start, um, then usually the conversation kind of flows from there. Um, and music as well is a very uh, great modality to use um, for therapy. Uh, it, it just takes you back to, you know, I'll hear an 80s song and I'll remember exactly where I was when I was hearing that song or singing that song. Um, I actually have a, a home care client who was uh, very depressed and very anxious and it and it took a lot of time to get through to her. And one day she was telling me that her grandmother took her to see the Nutcracker. And as soon as I put that music on, you could see the transformation in her face. She was swaying and in time to the music and she was so happy and smiling. It was really like, the, like seeing a different person. Um, <laughs> Another, uh, like just the, it's an app uh, that I really, really love to use is called Recall Q. Uh, is it okay if I just 
I can share it for a minute. Sure. I think I need to add you. Hang on. Okay. So, you know, the app, the app uh, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, I'll show you the website, is basically a clock. All you need is, all you need is a tablet. And I basically, you know, I use this with my own mother. It can be used for, for many, many uh, different things. It looks just like a regular clock. It has the day, the time, the date, uh, the time of day, uh, which is more helpful than you would think. Um, sometimes my mom will get up very early in the morning, but it'll still say nighttime. So she knows that she can't take her morning pills, even if she's awake, because the tablet still says nighttime. Um, it can be used for sharing pictures, for playing music, uh, to keep the whole family and everyone who is a caregiver uh, apprised of different doctor's appointments or anything that they have going on in their schedule. Um, and it doesn't look, it doesn't look like something, you know, I don't know, therapeutic or anything out of the ordinary. So there's nothing to be, uh, you know, embarrassed by that they have to have something reminding them. Uh, you can send messages, but it goes for pictures, music. Um, <clears throat> I just, I love it. Video calls, you can set alarms. It's, it's really like, I think one of the best tools that I have found um, that helps everyone uh, in the family stay in touch with uh, with the elderly people in their family. Sounds awesome. I just wanted to share that because it's been, you know, in my own, uh, uh, for my own use, it's been really, really helpful. No, it, it looks extremely helpful. It looks great. Yeah. Um, you know, you were talking about music and there was this, at the time, there was this video going viral about this prima ballerina that had severe dementia and she was not communicative at all. And one day somebody had the initiative to put on headphones on with Nutcracker. And suddenly, which was, I guess, you know, a ballet that she was dancing in. And suddenly she didn't say a word. She just started dancing. She just had all the moves. She remembered she was sitting in the wheelchair and you could see, as you said, transformation of the body. You could see light in her eyes. She was, she was the ballerina then and it was so beautiful to watch. So I can uh, really see that, uh, see that one. It's really amazing. What about, um, how do you deal when people, you know, don't want to cooperate or they get upset? And maybe a little bit aggressive, which is in particular for people who suffer from dementia. So, it, you know, that's a very common problem to have, a very common issue that comes up. Uh, I think that keeping the, the person as involved as possible in decision making um, and just having them feel heard by by the people around them and not just you know they're they're a person and an intelligent and they raise you me you know um and and just to say well mom listen this is what we're doing that that's not really going to work it's not really going to work in, in most cases um even if in the end you do end up doing 
uh, what is best for them, whether it's medically or their surroundings or, you know, bringing someone into the home. I think that's more your your uh, area, Miri, to help with that power of attorney. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but involving them in the process so that they feel like, okay, I, I'm heard um, and offering them choices whenever possible of what they want to eat, what they want to wear, where they want to sit, where they want to go, um, who they want to speak to um, is really, really uh, important. Uh, and I found that that even if you're not doing really what they want to be doing, if they feel validated, their feelings and their thoughts were validated and heard, then I think it makes the process much, much smoother. Yeah, I, I also relate to that. I was, um, it was amazing yesterday. I went to see this uh, special home for dementia and there were, the patients were there or the people that lived there were there. And every time, you know, somebody came up to us. So the first thing she did was address him with what he used to do. Like this is Annie Cohen for the sake of argument. And she used to be, you know, a very important person. She used to be head of a school. She used to be a teacher of arts. She used to be, and it, you could see that the second she was validated, that woman, she and remembered the way she used to be, she stood up straighter. She actually looked like, you know, and she had this smile on her face. I'm not sure what exactly went through, but something definitely woke up there. And I think you know exactly what, what gets through and, uh, and what doesn't, but they're they're people and you need to uh, you need to absolutely give them the respect that they deserve absolutely and you said you know about um also in law when i prepare these enduring power of attorneys i always remind the family members that even if god forbid it needs to be used they have to remember that they're using they're helping the parent they're not overtaking the parent they're actually helping them, and it's very important that they ask his permission before they do anything or consult with them before they do anything. Even if they don't think that that person understands, it doesn't matter because you don't know. So, yeah, I, I really relate to what you just said. Um, can you tell us about activities or games that family members or grandchildren or caregivers can actually play or use as, some, as a communicative maybe tool to with the elder person sure sure um pretty much anything that they enjoy doing can be used as a way to communicate um if it's playing war with cards uh, or uno or checkers um or i have this game spot it that i like it has like two cards and you circles and you have to find the item that's the same in on both cards and that really requires like visual scanning and attention and even for people that aren't aren't so communicative and aren't speaking so much there's there's a lot of things that you can do um art uh you know really any any games can be used <laughs> word games you know sometimes it's hard to find a bridge between kids and the grandparents who you know especially if they don't live so close or as as their grandparents um if their communicative skills deteriorate it's it's a little hard 
to to have common ground. Um, so so there's many things you can do that don't even require actually talking, um, or just listening to them. Just sitting and listening. Ask them. Say, hey, I I learned about this in school today. Uh, or I did this today. What did, what did you used to learn when you were in school? What did you, you know, you know, hear, hear their history and, and their stories. Uh, there's actually another website called Life Stories. Uh, and it, it allows you, it has like a guide and it allows you to, it gives questions to ask. And, and within those, all the different phases of life. When they were little kids, when they were learning, when they got married, etc., all the way with their jobs through life, and put in pictures. And uh, I did it with my mother. Went through all of the of the questions. At the end, you get a you can print a book if you'd like. And I heard so many things that I had never heard before. And I thought, oh, I know all of her stories by now. But there were so many things that that. Uh, uh, that she had just remembered. Um, also, humor is great. Uh, everyone likes to laugh. And it always, if you can make them laugh by by telling jokes or showing them funny pictures, then that's always uh, something really good uh, to do with them. That's amazing. Any um, tips you want to add or stories before we end our uh, discussion today? Um, I can say that the more you uh, stimulate someone cognitively through through language, um, even if it's just you know pointing at pictures, if that's where they're at, or you know like giving a, a an accurate yes and no response, um, any kind of of cognitive uh, stimulation is going to be good for communication as well and the more you are able to to talk to the elderly hear their stories you know as much as you can and treat them with dignity and with respect then i think you'll you'll get a lot a lot out of the relationship well that was that was a good ending that was nice <laughs> I agree with that. I didn't get to do that with my grandparents, um, with with one of my grandparents who was in a home and, and just stopped being communicative. And I don't think there was so much out there at that time um, and the knowledge to be able to know what to do and how to act. So right. you know how to do and what to do and, and to be able to communicate with your elder loved one. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Golden Topics. I hope you enjoyed it and that it provided you with important information. Do not forget to click and subscribe to Golden Topics so that you can stay updated on my upcoming podcasts. And of course, please share and invite family and friends to listen so that they can also benefit from the information discussed here. You are also welcome to visit my website, www.lawmirit.com, and to follow me on Facebook for more information regarding intergenerational estate planning and the various needs of the elderly population. 
I'm already waiting for you with my coffee in the next episode. Oh.